Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Elite Beat. It is your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. I'm Andy, and sitting 116 miles to my southwest, it's Megan. Megan, how are you doing? It's me. Uh, I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't sound parts, like you believe me. No, I... This is going to be like a couple weeks ago. I think it's, I'm going to like, it's going to take me a little while to get up and running. Um, we just got back from dinner and it was like a lot of, it was a lot. And, and uh, okay. Uh, so not yeah. a, not a casual dinner. No, it was a great dinner. I mean, it was just saying like it was a lot of food, you know, like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, around these parts, uh, we like to start things off with something that we call the Elite Beat pop of the week and as happens every now and then on the show throughout its three year plus history sometimes i absentmindedly crack open my drink before the recording and this is one of those times so i am drinking a diet pepsi and i've switched to diet pepsi from diet coke because I find that the taste is, it's different, but I'm like, I like it just as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot cheaper at Costco than the Diet Coke. Why? I don't that? know. But it's like, it's I believe it's like uh, a 35 or a 36 pack for like twelve ninety nine, And the Coca-Cola is, or the Diet Coke is like 16 for that, you know, for that many, $16 that many. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Savings. <laughs> I mean, could it be that it's cheaper because Coke is better? I mean, Coke is better, but yep. I don't know that. But I don't know that Diet Coke is better than Diet Pepsi. Yeah, I guess at that point you're sucking out all the good stuff. No yeah. offense. So I think that, like, I think that Diet Coke is suffering for the superior quality of Coca Cola. By being thrust into the same price tier. Yeah, that's true. Whereas Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, benefits from regular Pepsi's inferiority. <laughs> <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. I, I grew up in a Pepsi household, and even I'm like, you know what? When I discovered Coke, so much better. When uh, when I was a kid, and my parents and I would go out to dinner, uh. My mom, uh, you know, I, uh, a sober person, God bless her. Uh, we would we we didn't go to Pepsi restaurants. We would only go to <laughs> to the restaurants that uh, that had Coca Cola on on tap. Oh my God! Did you? How? Okay, so I'm just trying to picture the logistics. Oh, she knew. She knew which ones were which. Because this was pre-internet. When you could just Google the menu of these places, right? So she yeah. inherently, like she, well, I guess through experience, whittled yes. it down to an acceptable yes. list of restaurants. Yep. You know what? She Respect. Had the, she had it all figured out. Like, like we didn't go to, like, we didn't, like, I would only go to Taco Bell with my dad because mom wouldn't eat, eat Taco Bell because, like, she couldn't get a Coke there. Okay, that's a mistake on your mother's <laughs> part. I do have to say. There are a variety of other things that you can get from Taco Bell. Maybe bring your own Pepsi. Maybe swing by the gas station and get a 20-ouncer. Um, but 
<laughs> I I respect the hustle otherwise of like, sorry, we can't go to that restaurant. It only serves Pepsi. No thanks. So all this to say that I don't have anything to pop tonight, but uh, hopefully, Megan, you have something that will make some kind of sound. Nope, because here's what I did. I got to the end of my box of wine. I can't even slap it because I um, I did my class. Here's what I classically do at the end of every box. And by end, I mean, like, when it's light enough, then I'm like, eh, it's probably like, not much left. I carefully remove the bag from the box, snip the corner of the bag, and this then just like drain all the stuff that wouldn't come out of the little spigot into my glass. And so I have a, I have a sizable actually glass of wine. I think I um, underestimated how much was left, but it all fit into a cup. So I have mm. wine. <laughs> the box it's been recycled <laughs> or it's on the way to be recycled. <laughs> you're drinking out of your fall, witch's glass. It's true. It's the cauldron cup. My mm-hmm. second, because I broke my original. <laughs> Um, but I have to thank Jenny, even though she's not present right now, uh, cause she got me both the first and the replacement version. Um, and it's just, it's good for the season. I like it. I thought it had metal inside, maybe some copper. It looks like it, but it does not. That was a lie. Uh, but thank you, Jenny. And it holds a bunch of wine and I like it. Awesome. Well, that's the uh, elite beat pop of the week. Should we just should we just skip the plug of the week and go home? <laughs> the plug and the show, just like yeah. <laughs> no, we have to look. Audience listeners are people. This has uh, been a tough week, I guess. Um, I'm only speaking for myself. Uh, full disclosure: I did not get to watch the show that I'm supposed to recap. That I uh, arguably take the lead on recapping. But I've got. I would say. I would say inarguably. Yeah. Okay. So my response, my responsibilities, um, were shirked, or more accurately, I had to prioritize: Do I do the job that I get paid money for, or do I do the job that I love for you wonderful people? And the answer was, I didn't have time to do both, so I had to do the one that puts the food on the table. Um, maybe one day when we go to Patreon and take this thing worldwide, that can be different. But for now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? I would both die and love it. I would die from loving it. Um, fingers we'd, crossed, we get there. We'd have to. We'd have to do a do a Friday night rampage show at that point. <laughs> you know what? If the lovely Patreon subscribers paid me to do it, I would do it. I could no longer complain. I would watch every hour of wrestling that was required of me. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately for all of us, we're not there yet. So I have looked up. Uh, a recap and I will be using that. So this will probably go faster than my normal um, extensive notes that I usually read off of. And I'm just going to let Andy kind of like give me the lowdown on what I missed, but I did watch rampage and that's very helpful because it's the part that I think Andy hates the most recapping. So I'm there to um, give input on his recap. I don't hate it. It just doesn't feel like an important show very often. This week it did. Yes. And I really, as I've said before, want it to be more important. But I do understand that it uh, currently its place is not high up on the the tier. It's the B show just because there's no other shows besides internet shows. Yes. Okay. Well, um, we've got a little bit of news to get into first before Rampage and... It's just, there was kind of one big AEW story this week. 
and it was a report from WrestleZone that AEW Fight Forever was going to be Xbox Game Pass day one. And I read this report. Uh, I got very excited because I am a Game Pass subscriber, as are you. Mm-hmm. And that's how I consume the majority of my video games nowadays. Mm-hmm. Dreamlight Valley, what up? Um, where my valley head's at. Uh, so I was really excited. And then the AEW Games Twitter account uh, posted a response to this. They didn't, they didn't post a response to the tweet of the, with the story. They just kind of like posted a general. Um, it was kind of funny. It goes, the internet is buzzing about hashtag AEW fight forever, <laughs> but at AEW Games is the official source for all news and info related to hashtag AEW fight forever. Hang tight for a new exclusive AEW fight forever update next Saturday, November 19th during AEW full gear. This also seems like a good time to share that we don't anticipate AEW Fight Forever being part of any monthly gaming subscription services. AEW Fight Forever will be available in-store at your favorite retailers or online. Reserve your copy today at URL. So I was a little bummed. You know, I was like, oh man. And it's not like, like I'm going to buy that game. Of course I'm going to buy that game. But like, there are like 25 million Game Pass subscribers. This is something that really could have opened AEW up to a new audience. And much much the way that I think the the Nintendo 64 wrestling games did back in back when they were really good. Um because you know, you start you start playing and this is exactly how it happened with me with football. I I started playing Madden when I was like 10. I didn't care about football, but I I, I loved video games. I played Madden all the time that year on the Genesis. I learned the rules of football through playing Madden. And then I was able to like watch football games and understand what was going on. So I think with this, it's even better because, you know, you've got like defined characters and move sets and like, and so like, you know, kids or, you know, people who aren't already fans can, can pick it up and play it and be like, Oh, okay. Like this little zombie skull boy is uh, named Darby Allen and he does, <laughs> he, likes he, turtles. does he likes twiddles and uh, he does big jumps. And if I, if I turn on TV, like maybe I'll see him doing some big jumps, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I was bummed, but then the original reporter of the story came back on Twitter and he was like, um, you know, I think this is all I'm going to say, cause I don't want to get in a fight about this, but I have multiple sources on this story and it's true. Like that's all, like I'm just saying this is, this is happening. And then another person, another reporter, I forget who it was, uh, like kind of came and said and corroborated said, I have heard the same thing. I, you know, I'm guessing from a lot of the same people that this is happening. So I don't know what's happening. I hope it's just that they didn't want to get scooped on the big announcement. Mm-hmm. Although I would say, and, and it's possible that they're just bad at social media, but I think the thing to do is just to be ignore it until <laughs> until you make your announcement, you know. <laughs> like, For sure, you're drawing attention to it. Yeah, because now, because now, if they do come out and like, I I could even imagine like at full gear, it was going to be like, oh, we're on Game Pass, you know, like if, so. If that happens now, it's going to be like you just told us you weren't on Game Pass like ten days ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you first told me that they walked that back and and said it wasn't true, 
part of me was like, oh no, were you like, did you feel you had to say that because you were like ashamed to be day one on a Game Pass? Like, did that seem like you weren't going to sell enough copies? Like, I don't know how games, game developers feel about being on Game Pass. I feel like some of them are really happy, maybe the indie ones, and others are like, I don't know, it's just a good way to go because like, why not? So, oh no, our pre-sale numbers are bad. Will Microsoft give us a bag of money? <laughs> yeah, which like, if true, who can take the money? Don't you want the money? Um, but I, I, don't I, think, I don't think it's like a scarlet letter or anything. I mean, you know, this Dreamlight Valley thing. I've been playing it like for nonstop. It, it was, it's on Game Pass. It's, it's, it's like part of early access. You know, it's not even really out yet. Um, MLB the show, the, like the only baseball game that exists is day one on game pass the last two years. Um, I, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily bad because Microsoft is paying. It's not like they're paying peanuts for these things either, you know? Yeah. And like, no offense, AEW, but part of me was like, oh good. They're going to be on game pass. They're going to get a wider distribution to people because, I really don't know how many people are hyped to buy it on day one or early or full price even who mm-hmm. aren't going to just wait for a sale. And I kind of thought being on Game Pass would be helpful or, you know, at least not bad. To me, being on Game Pass day one doesn't, I don't know, like, I don't think any less of the games on there. I'm like the consumer who's saying... I pay $16 a month. Please just give me everything on Game Pass because mm-hmm. I am dumping my money into it. So I'm curious their thinking and like maybe you're right. Maybe they do just didn't like want to avoid being scooped. But if so, their response was straight up lying. And I'm not saying that's it because we obviously don't know. But yeah, I will think it's very stupid. If down the line, they are like, guess what? We're on Game Pass. I'm going to be like, why did you do that then? Now, um, the only like kind of critical analysis I've heard about this whole story uh, came from Jeff Grubb of Giant Bomb uh, on his uh, podcast Game Mess Mornings. And he was talking about it it, uh, when the day that this all happened. And he said that typically how the game pass thing works is unless it's like something that's been agreed upon like well in advance, like, uh, like MLB the show. I think that's like the big one is like, like Sony just like, cause that's a Sony game. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony just like wanted that, like, or I think I, more than Sony, I think major league baseball wanted that like out to as many people as possible. Sony's like, we have a thing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you have to pay full price for it on their thing. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, point is, he said that most of these things come together in the last couple of weeks before a release, because a lot of it is the developer, or not the developer, the um, the publisher, yeah, looking at like presale numbers and being like, okay, like is this, you know, what 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 would happen here? Like, what would is that if this is going to flop, could we perhaps save this thing? Because at the very least, if you get it out onto Game Pass and you have some kind of DLC strategy, you know, that can, you you can still sell things down the line then if you get a bunch of people playing your game. Yeah, and that doesn't preclude actually buying it because no, you get a discount when you yes. buy things that are on Game Pass, which, you know, if you 
like I've bought things that I could get for free when I was like, oh, this is a publisher. Like, I want to support this. And you get it at like a, I don't know, like 10%. Like, there's some percentage you get a discount on it. So I don't know that it would necessarily kill sales, but I, I've never, I, I've, I've never done that yet. I've, I've thought about it, but like, I think, you know, uh, for, for instance, if like Dreamlight Valley was going to go away I th- from for free, I think I'd probably pony up for that. Cause I've just, I'm pretty invested in it, you know? Oh yeah. It's like a drug for you at this point, based on how yeah. you've talked about it. As long as they keep rolling out content. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm, big in, I'm big into the pumpkin economy right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> but Again, like my initial impression was, oh, good. A lot of people will see it because, again, no offense, AEW, but like your audience, I am genuinely curious how much of the subject section is their audience that plays video games of like overall video game players? Because, you know, like even if everyone in, in their like sort of demographic, was so happy to buy it like a lot of people play video games relatively speaking how much of a chunk is the AEW fandom and how much of the people who have no idea what AEW is are going to see that game and be like yeah okay I'll try it there I mean there isn't a wrestling game on game pass you know like so if you're even just like a little bit interested in wrestling or if it's just like I like fighting games and this is kind of like that you know, that's that would be there for you because W. I don't think WWE's. They certainly have never launched a game on Game Pass. They may have put something on there later. Um, I scrolled through the all list relatively recently, and there were none as of right now. Were you looking for WWE games? No, but uh, oftentimes <laughs> I just kind of forget what games I've seen, and mm-hmm. so instead of their pre-picked categories for me, I go to just the full list and just kind of scroll through them. I can usually recognize the covers and be like, oh, I'm skimming real fast, but I did not see a one like wrestling game in that mix, WWE or not. Yeah, I I, I, I do wonder if maybe at some point they rotated one in and out, but I but I don't know. But like, like I said, no, certainly never launched a WWE game on there, and so, I mean, I, I just think, I think it's such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, like, how, so y- you you know the reporters, right? Or you know, you, like, recognize names and know of them and consume their content. Um, yeah, I, how, don't, I don't know the, I don't know the Russell Zone, like, guys that well, though. So Okay, so you can't speak yeah. to how reliable they've been in the past as far as that goes? No, no. I cannot. But... Um, he did, you know, he came back pretty strongly and said like, no, I mean, listen, like, I'm not going to get into it, but this is like, this is happening. <laughs> it's that combined with other, uh, like just, other I, reporters I, being like, yep, me too. I found his, uh, I found his actual tweet. If you want me to read it. Okay. Go for it. I'm not going to get in an argument or debate with anyone, but I just want to be clear that I stand by my story that I reported yesterday as I had it confirmed by multiple sources, so- uh, sources, <laughs> That's the last I'll say on this subject for now. I, you know, it's like, like, what if Uncle Dave had reported it? Dave Meltzer reporting video game news is so unlikely. <laughs> That's what I figured. I figured when I said Uncle Dave, I was like, uh oh, I'm out of out of the age range. Uncle Dave has no interest in that. Um, but I don't know. Having him 
come back and say that it it does i don't it lends credibility to me because it's like why fuel the flames on the internet why deal with that you know as a public figure yeah yeah for sure yeah i'm hoping it's true selfishly and that whatever so you don't have to to drop 60 bucks on it yes i have not because we have to cover it Yes, and I have not paid full price for a video game in years, and I'm sorry, you know, to people who make the video games, but I tend to like the indies anyway, and I'll buy them if I like them after playing them on Game Pass, but I don't feel bad, like, playing an Ubisoft game and being like, I'm not going to give you $60 for this, sorry. You know, there's still, there's still list, and then this might change at full gear, this might, that might be, like, the announcement of, like, a definitive release date or something, but they are still listing this as a fall release not a lot of fall left <laughs> i would say aren't we we're like getting into we're almost mid-november as of recording this it's november 10th uh 15th is mid-november that's the fall ends <laughs> yeah at some point <laughs> like that's interesting okay but they still haven't said like a like an in like an end of november early just they haven't even given like a sort of nebulous month no Um, somebody else and i forget who it was but i did see somebody report that they had heard it might have been a fightful report and i don't subscribe to fightful right now um but i think it was like they had heard february 23 oh that's definitely not fall of 2022 decidedly okay. not <laughs> okay so i don't know we'll see i mean we should we'll we'll i guess we'll know more in uh what uh nine days yeah like when they're like uh jokes on us we're definitely on game pass sorry mm-hmm. sorry we i mean lie. as annoyed as i am if that's what they do i'll still be happy <laughs> oh me too i i it's it's like did Cody come back to take over social media for a day and just straight apply to us? Like what are we what are we doing? Okay. I think that's enough news. There wasn't much. But uh <laughs> let's talk about uh Rampage for uh November fourth from Atlantic City. The last uh well yeah, pretty much like the the live rampage experiment is pretty much over. Um, experiment. Well, I don't know. Like you know, seemed like they were you know they were running a lot of live rampages for a while there. Um, but aside from next Friday, not this, not tomorrow, but the next Friday, because they always do a live rampage page on pay per view weekends. Yeah. Um, that is the only live rampage for the rest of the year. Well, then the Friday after that, I'll forgive them for the Friday after that because it's like. Day after Thanksgiving, probably don't yeah. want to call your people in, but like, but why none in not December. do more live? Maybe it's just you know ticket sales are not good lately. So at least at least if you like are combining the shows again, maybe that's a little more of a draw. Ugh, I guess that's fair, but I just you know the live ones added an element of excitement. It wasn't a huge element, but it was an element. Yeah, I mean, I I think this one did, but I don't. I don't think they really maximized the opportunity with most of the rest of them. Yeah, it's 
I wish they would treat Rampage better. That's kind of where I land. Just treat Rampage better, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about it. We started off with Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata for the All-Atlantic title. Now, Megan, this is your first time seeing Katsuyori Shibata wrestle, and uh, he did not, in fact, win the All-Atlantic title, as I had kind of predicted last week. But but he um, he did have a very competitive match with Mr. Cassidy, and uh, Mike Tyson, shockingly cogent on commentary. Uh, but anyway, uh, that so was you, the you... most wild part, honestly. <laughs> what did you think of uh, What did you think of Orange and Shibata, and and what was did what was your impression of Mr. Shibata overall? I thought Mr. Shibata was very cool. There was admittedly part of me that was like, oh gosh, how fragile is he? And I had like an element of worry the whole time, but he was really cool. And I thought they had a cool match and everybody walked away fine health health wise. So I enjoyed it. I, I want to say I wish he'd stick around, but I also don't know like um, how actually realistic that is but i thought he was cool he's very cool uh yeah but uh orange orange get the win with an orange punch pinned him clean yeah good try, uh, mike tyson i believe left at this point so he was really only there for the first segment but uh <laughs> it was like you know. what a promotion for him yeah <laughs> wonder how many how much money he got to do that <laughs> probably more than he needs come on uh Let's see. We had a uh, Blackpool Combat Club promo, and they're real mad at uh, at the Jericho Appreciation Society as usual. Uh, next up, Britt Baker and Jimmy Hader versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue. So yes, it's another Madison Rain TV match with Sky Blue. With Sky Blue as her partner. Although Sky Blue, I was I liked Sky Blue on uh, Dynamite this week, but uh, I'll but never anyway, know. You didn't see, yeah, you'll never know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. This was this is whatever. It felt very much like the other time that Madison Rain and Sky Blue paired up, where it's like, all right, who'd they wrestle that time? Honestly, was it I Deeb and somebody? Don't remember, probably, because okay. the other it wasn't another face team. It was, no. it was some baddies, but uh, it it was very reminiscent of that. Where I was like, "All right, this is okay, <laughs> like whatever, whatever we're doing here." But I like a I like a Jamie Hater appearance, so I'm not going to complain. And whatever story they're trying to tell with Sky Blue and Madison Rain. I guess they're just going to keep telling it. <laughs> no, it was, it was TJ. Oh, yeah, TJ. Because they were doing the, like, we're wrestlers and you're sports entertainers thing. Yep, and then they beat them handily. And then, just looking at cage match here, um, then they teamed up again, Rain and Sky Blue, on Dark Elevation, and a loss to Emmy Sakura and Serena Deeb. So... What are they doing? They're just a bad tag team, I guess. What, what are we doing? I believe, I believe that makes them 0-3 now. Wow, okay, yep. Just, huh. All right, I guess that's 
that's the direction they want to take with that team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Jericho called out Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. We got a recap of that. And again, I'm happy when they like, you know, they, they put that stuff up on the screen, like those like social media interactions with celebrities and like when sports chat shows talk about them, I think it's good to like highlight that stuff. So that's good. Um, and then he just like booked himself a four-way match for, for the pay-per-view as it's going to be Jericho defending the ring of honor title against Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson. And for some reason, Sammy Guevara. Yep. He's allowed to do that. He has the power. This was not adequately explained to me. <laughs> I nope. Like, It'll be an exciting match. Yeah, I'm assuming there'll be some some interplay with him and Sammy because he, he's. I'm I think assuming he thinks not, Sammy's gonna like lay down for him. Yeah, he's not except expecting Sammy to try and get that title, but I do think Sammy will try and get the title because it's Sammy and people hate him, and why not? All right. Next up, uh, Ricky Starks says he is entering this Eliminator tournament. And uh, yeah, he like cut a live promo in the ring after yep. being gone for a while. So good for him. People were happy to see him. All right. Um, we got the brackets for the tournament. Indeed. So let's see. Let me pull it up here. AEW loves a tournament. Gotta say. They, Tony Khan is like really into tournaments. Okay, so uh, on one side of the bracket, we've got Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page, which happened on Dynamite. Then uh, Bandito and Roosh, which is happening tomorrow on Rampage, or already happened. Um, Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. And Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. Those are the matches on the other side of the bracket, so... Hmm. Anything anything pop out to you from uh, those matchups? Roosh and Bandito. I'm a, I'm interested to see. I'm not a Roosh guy like you are, but I think Bandito. My boy, cool. my boy Lucas is a Roosh guy too. Shout out to Lucas. Oh my gosh. Roosh boys got to stick together. Are you like converting people to the the cult of Roosh? Trying to. Oh my gosh. Well, that's interesting. Uh, it also makes me come back to the question like what's bandito's employment situation is he, he is he he's, all elite he's all elite baby hell yeah get him okay well that's fun and uh i guess i think that's all really that i take from that i i'm not saying it's not a good lineup but it's just yeah these people make sense sure why not lance archer's in there good for him don't think he's gonna win but good for him they should use him better they absolutely should do some better. <laughs> uh, and then we get a main event. Wardlow. Well, no. What am I saying? Ward Joe. Ward Joe. Versus the Gates of Agony. <laughs> we talked about it last week. Give me a reason. Give me a reason, guys, to, to give a shit about the Gates of Agony. I just don't. I can't. I can't give you one because I have none. I'm sure they're perfectly fine people. Um, they seem like they care about what they're doing, but I just don't care. I, I'm not yeah. there with them. 
Warjo get the win. Uh, Hobbs comes out and they yell at each other from like very far away. There was some interesting interplay between uh, Warjo during this point, though, as I don't know if you noticed, but Samojo reacted to Wardlow kind of pushing past him to point and yell at, uh, at Mr. Hobbs. Yeah, and it broke my heart because <laughs> I like Warjo. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't want them to fight. I don't want them to break up so quickly. But I saw that look in Joe's eyes of like, nobody just pushed it past me. Like, I'm yeah. fucking Samoa Joe. So, I mean, I, I would say, like, check out the first 20 minutes, 50, maybe 15, 15 minutes, I guess, probably. Um, and you probably skip the rest. That's a tough criticism of Rampage. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I think, I think it's fair. Guys, Rampage, it could be a thing. Tony Khan, this get is your Rampage, notebook. Baby. Yeah, gosh, it's rough. Well, let's. Let's uh let's go out on a strong note. Let's let's talk about the A show. Okay. The A show is dynamite, and I just want to give everybody a heads up. I am getting my uh recap order source from basically the main source on wrestling, Forbes.com. What? It it's it's a thing. Uh and I'm going to supplement it <laughs> who, with who wrote it? Who wrote it? You think you know this name? I just Alf- want to know. Alfred Kanua. Oh it, no, 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 no. Is you he can't bad? read Alf- you can't read Alfred Kanawa's Oh, he's the I don't worst. know who that is. He Is uh, he bad? He's on the take from WWE. <gasps> oh no. I yeah. didn't really read through it. Is oh he's bad? Okay. Sorry, Forbes. Yeah, um no, you're my first wrestling source. I don't yeah, no, I, Alfred I don't Kanawa's Alfred Kanawa's garbage, yeah. I don't know where uh Forbes. He's, do you remember do, Megan, do you remember um, it was. I think it was earlier this year, not last year. It was earlier this year. We were talking about those uh, um, overnight rampage ratings that people were would report, but they would only get reported if they were bad. <gasps> no, this is that guy. No, oh, sorry, Alfred. I hate you. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I'm. I'm going. I'm. I've pivoted. I've pivoted away uh-huh. to. Cage side seats. Sure. And um, don't you tell me bad things about this this author. I feel like we're going to connect. Her name is Claire Elizabeth. Yeah, I don't know her, but great. We need more female voices in uh, in the space, assuming yes. that that is her, you know, identity. I, identity. Yes, I am assuming it. I, I made it. I made an assumption, but I'm pivoting to that. Um, wow. Oh, I don't know all the players in in that wrestle media sort of thing. Okay. So, um, according to Claire and Claire, I hope you're, I hope you're cool. Um, KCHIDSEATS.com. Anyone who wants to read Claire stuff. Uh, so AE Dynamite, November 9th. Um, we opened the show with the, the eight man tag match. Nope. Is it eight man? Yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the ass boys <laughs> and Swerve in our glory versus FTR and the acclaimed and this is one that I'm sad I missed because um, it does seem like a fun one. I I like all these teams in their own ways. And uh, was it as good as I think it as I would have expected it to be? Like, it was super good. It, it was like it was like all moves. It was, you would have really liked it. Oh, I love an all moves match. Just like yeah. high spots left and right. 
Yeah, like uh, Dax did, did that spot where like everybody's on the floor and then he, he I forget who it was, but he superplexed one of the, I think one of the ass boys onto the pile oh uh, <laughs> from the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Dax is like such an angry muscle man. It's like mm-hmm. if John Silver uh, weren't so happy. I thought I want to shout out Austin Gunn for uh, the way he took a catapult or a slingshot spot. I, I really like that. He's uh, he's Austin Gunn. Very good. Whoa. Did you think you'd be saying that about Austin Gunn back in the pandemic days when he was screaming uh, at wrestlers? I mean, you know, it was clear he had something from, from you know, he, he knew how to get noticed. <laughs> yes, it was to be very loud. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading here from Claire that FTR and the acclaimed got the win so that's that's fun that feels like a good feel good opening to the show yeah it was good um okay so after that it says we get an interview with mac maxwell jacob friedman mjf and apparently he's been advised by doctors that he cannot do any matches until full gear when he will face his nemesis john moxley they don't even want him to travel (laughs) okay Wow. Because he was because he was doing this interview from a podcast studio. Okay. So he's just going to be not present with us until full gear. Yeah. Oh. I have some super secret backstage info though for you, Megan, if you want to hear uh, it. Oh yes. What's the goss? He's actually filming a role for the uh the new Von Erichs movie that's being made. <gasps> what? Oh my gosh. But starring starring Zach Efron. I have seen, can I just tangent <laughs> on this for a minute? I have seen pics of Zach Efron in this role, and I'm not, look, I never had a thing for Zach Efron. He's a little, like, I was a little past Disney at that point, but, um, look, I respect the hotness. His hair <laughs> for this movie is atrocious. It's atrocious. It, yeah. it just, it looks like a mushroom. <laughs> like, so bad. Yeah. But hey, he's all buff, so good for I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for this movie. I'm excited because I everything I know about the Von Erichs I know from um, Dark Side of the Ring and what a story. Uh, So I'm excited. But also, like, is MJF just going to be like a I'm assuming he's just going to be like a. Bit part. He's playing the role of Lance Von Erich, who was a fake Von Eric that they brought into the territory once, I think it was once after a couple of them had died. So, <gasps> so there would be like new Von Erics. <laughs> oh my, that is dark as hell. I mean, you, you saw the, you watched the dark side of the ring about the Von Erics, didn't you? Yes, but yeah, <laughs> just MJF, you're going to be a fake. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, that's fun. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess, that's that's fun to learn about. Um, Lousers. We'll watch that movie. For sure. Lily James is in it? I'm assuming she's a Von Erich girlfriend or wife. Probably. Let me see. Anybody else I know? Maura Tierney? Oh. He plays the, the matriarch of the Von Erich family. Okay. Yeah. I don't know any of these other people. So. I'm I'm interested in this movie. I'm interested in how this movie plays to like a wider audience as well. A big beardo uh, looking cowboy is playing Bruiser Brody, so that's good casting. <laughs> Makes sense. Although they yeah. should have 
that they should have brought Camarado in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good call. I mean, maybe he doesn't, uh, maybe he doesn't act, but, you know. It's too busy getting a CPA or whatever. With the trajectory he has in this company, he's going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have something to fall back on. (laughs) Yes. So good for him. Not against it. (laughs) All right. Going back to Claire here. She says next up we get Stokely Hathaway. And yeah, um, it was it was a cool like um, it was a cool like uh, video of him walking at night and he talked about how um, he he's disappointed that Max is doing so much John Moxley dick riding. <gasps> Did he say the word? <laughs> he said dick riding? dick riding. And I was like, I didn't know you could say that on TNT or TBS. But um <laughs> He said, then he said, like, you don't dick ride without a license. <laughs> I don't what? know what that means. But I am shocked. <laughs> I'm, oh, I love Stokely Hathaway so much. I, this, I might have to actually watch Dynamite. Like, I might just have to watch, because that sounds bananas. <laughs> I mean, it's it was like 30 seconds, but yeah. But you're allowed to say dick riding? Apparently. I feel weird saying it, but okay. Okay. God damn. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess he's, he and Max are done. Um, after that, we get that for, uh, first tournament match, Eddie Kingston versus all ego, Ethan page for the, uh, number one contenders tournament. And it says here that all ego, Ethan page won. Over Eddie. How's Eddie doing though? Because uh, last I saw he was having a time. Um, he was pissed, but <laughs> um, like so he he got Ethan Page in the stretch plum, and Ethan Page tapped out, but the ref's back was turned, and oh, no. and then like Ortiz, you know, like. Like got rid of uh, Stokely, who was distracting the ref. And it ended up like they went up to the... They went up to the top rope. Um, And uh, let me see. They went up to the top rope, and Ethan Page hit the ego's edge off the top rope, which was pretty brutal looking. Yeah, that seems tough. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So, I was I was so I was I was pretty convinced that what they were gonna do is they were gonna um do the thing that they've been doing lately with Eddie where he wins but then he won't let go of the hold and he gets disqualified. Oh yeah, because Paul Turner, it looks like was the ref and he's now the uh the in charge he's, man. He's the law and order ref, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um but thankfully they did not do that, so yeah, that would I feel like the crowd would have been upset by that sort of technicality. Yeah. I'm assuming they were probably upset with the cheating, but at least you expect that. All right, so I guess Ethan Page advances. Uh Yes, yeah, so he'll face the winner of Roosh and a Bandito, which if you go by babyface heel uh logic suggests the Bandito probably is going to beat Roosh. 
It's true. But is it so bad to put two heels up against each other if no. ultimately you end up with a baby face, baby face heel like finals? finals. Yeah. No, I don't think so. But I just think, you know. I think that I, I think that's probably what they'll do. I haven't I, I tried I, I avoided the the spoilers, so which I forgot that it wasn't live, so that's like <laughs> so I was kinda <laughs> like I I almost got spoiled listening to uh Wrestling Azura Radio this morning, but Ugh. See, this is why you need live rampages, if only to like keep yourself spoiler free. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of Roosh, apparently next he is interviewed backstage with the Dark Order. Um, I guess Jose, the assistant, is working on 10, trying to get him to come to their side. Uh, And to do this, he offers him the first title shot against Roosh when he uh, inevitably wins the tournament and thus the title, which I feel like is you're asking Tannel to invest a lot in something yeah that may or like, may not happen <laughs> does 10 have to like make his decision like right on the spot or can he wait until like roosh gets to see if roosh actually wins this thing or not yeah because even if he wins the tournament he still has to win the title yeah there are a lot of steps on roosh's side where it's like i don't i don't yeah, know that you need to, to commit he would have to win his next four matches yeah because yeah. he he's yeah because he's got Three yeah, tournament the matches and then the, then the title match. Oh, Roosh, bud. You're very confident in yourself. I don't know that that's a compelling offer to make, though. Mm. Um, Claire tells us that John Silver calls Roosh a Roosh bag. He and did. And that Roosh has to be held back because this is so insulting. <laughs> and I kind of love that. Yeah. Very John Silvery. Uh, okay. So that's happening. Um. 10, maybe make a good decision here and don't commit. Uh, but I guess in the ring, Ari Davari offers to sell Wardlow his butler to get the TNT championship um, so that they don't have to have a match over it, which is another wild offering. Um, AEW trying to sell people left and right again. And obviously... To no one's surprise, I assume, Wardler does not entertain this offer. And then um, it says he sends the butler flying, which I think is mean, Wardlow. Like, you didn't need to hurt the butler. Uh, and don't, then, Yeah, don't abuse the servant class. That's not, that's yeah. that's just bad. What, uh, was this guy in full butler regalia? Like, was he? Was. Oh, Wardlow, don't toss that man. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, but after... Um, Dispatching the butler unfairly, uh, you know, Wardlow gets the win over Davari because why wouldn't he? P- pinfall with the Powerbomb Symphony, Claire says, and so he retains the TNT championship. Makes That's sense awesome. Yeah, seems yeah. right. Um, after the match, it says here, uh, Wardlow calls out Powerhouse Hobbs, and um, Hobbs answers as you'd expect. And, uh, yeah. So Wardlow's like, I'm confident I'm going to take, take every title in this company. You're not going to take mine Hobbs. And then Samoa Joe. Oh no, Claire. Why? Samo- Samoa Joe turns on him and he she didn't him. make it happen. I know. <laughs> Don't I, blame yeah. Claire. I'm not shooting the messenger Claire, but like, 
Mr. She, she, quote, Samoa Joe doesn't like the sound of that and cracks Mr. Mayhem over the head with the ROH World Television Championship. And then chokes him out with the coquina clutch. Yeah, he, all this happened. I am so mad. I was so sold on on War Joe. Like, yeah. the team. So they very quickly made it clear that Joe and uh, Hobbs are not in cahoots because Hobbs was like, even after this happened, he was like, I'm still going to kick your ass, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I am guessing that they are heading for a... Uh, a three-way maybe at the pay-per-view. Okay. For like, do you think it's going to be an all titles on the line sort of deal? Because I mean, Joe has one as well. I think that they will just do TNT title and then Joe will just defend the TV title at, uh, at, uh, the ring of honor pay-per-view the next month. Okay. Maybe against one of these two men. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at this betrayal. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, that makes me sad. Um, next up. Thanks again, Claire. Sorry. Did not mean to shoot the messenger. But uh, she lets us know that uh, Jade Cargill and her baddies are being interviewed by Renee backstage. Um, understandably, it sounds like Jay's, Jade is mad that Nyla Rose is still like running around with her title. And uh, she's going to take care of this on Rampage Friday in Boston tomorrow, if as of recording this. Um, Tony Schiavone is going to talk to Britt Baker and Soraya in the ring. And this is because, if you'll remember, Soraya showed up for her interview with Renee. Britt did not. And so now she wants to speak to Britt face to face. Um, she clears up that she is actually cleared to wrestle. 100% cleared, and she will be wrestling Brit. She she had, like, I enjoyed the way she delivered this news. She she kind of said, like, I have, like, you know, like, I've been wondering, you know, people have been wondering, am I going to be able to clear be cleared to wrestle? And I went and saw a doctor, and I have bad news for Brit. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Noise. It was fun. I like it. So uh, I'm assuming that like that means that she and Britt are going to be fighting at full gear. Yes, they they announced the match for full gear. Okay, excellent. So, and it looks the, like it was it was like a weird promo. Um, it, like I liked I liked things about it, but. Because, like, Soraya had a lot of, like, passion and fire. But she also kind of belittled Britt Baker in a way that I didn't like because it it was just, like, one of those promos that, you know, you can cut if you're from WWE and you're like, I'm here, I'm gracing this little company with my presence. Uh, none of you are real stars, you know. It was, it, it kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, totally like that, but it was, it had, like, hints of that that were a little... I was like, ah, oh, you know, for a babyface promo, this has got some, but I don't know. This is, this is one I think, I think you should watch this segment and just kind of decide for yourself. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm reading here that like, this is Soraya, like going off and like talking about how, you know, how hard it is. It was on the, like to be like a woman on the Indies and, and 
and getting to where she is essentially. Yeah. But she also said like, you know, you had this handed to you by Tony Khan and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I will say at the beginning of this podcast, we gave Brit a lot of shit, but she has earned her place. So that's, that's not a good, I think reasonable insult. Um, Interesting. Okay. So she apparently DDT's Brit also, which I guess to show that she can, in fact, do the wrestling. Okay. She hit her with the former Rampage, which it's too bad they can't use that name anymore because they have a show called it. Yeah. Oh, that's such a generic word. It feels it feels like a Mark Sterling copyright (laughs) issue. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, okay, so after after that, it looks like we get a, a flashback to earlier. Sanjay Dutt is backstage paying Cole Carter off for like his role last week. So I guess Cole Carter is just on loan. Um, QT Marshall is there and takes his cut and then says like, you'll get half off next time. Um, Danhausen and the best friends come up up the steps to yell at Lee Johnson. For ruining Danhausen's Halloween and hanging out with these hat people? These are words. Yeah. Claire, what do these words mean? I had forgotten that Lee Johnson joined the uh, the factory. Well, they never use him. Yeah. Which is wild because but he's, he's getting actually a, good. He's getting an All-Atlantic title shot tomorrow night, though. So. Oh, Lee. Yeah. That's nice for you, but I, I don't think you're going to get it. No. Um... I feel like I haven't seen him wrestle in like a year though, so that's that's good. We'll at least get to see a match. Yeah, yeah, he's talented. It's it's too bad he was relegated to like dark and elevation. Uh, Cody Cody leaving kind of that was bad for him. Yeah, and it's like you shouldn't get punished for Cody leaving, but well, I don't think he got punished. I think it's just that he didn't have a role anymore. <laughs> yeah, because there yeah. was suddenly there was no nightmare family. Yeah, Ugh. I I hope he finds a way to, I and I don't know how, like sort of get back into some sort of spotlight. He was very talented, and it's sad, but um, yeah, I guess I guess this is what he's doing right now. Um, so it says here that the best friends square up, and Trent Beretta wants to fight Jay Lethal. So that's happening. Yes, yes, they had a match. Okay, Jay Lethal versus Trent Beretta. Jay Lethal wins by pinfall with the lethal injection. Thanks, Claire. Yeah, it was like, it was good. I mean, you know, like we say it all the time. It's annoying, but Jay Lethal's a really good professional wrestler. I know, I hate it. Who has good matches. (laughs) Um, and, uh, And Trent's like super underrated, I think, still, so. I do too. Honestly, Trent is when Trent gets serious, he he is like a star. And I love his work with the best friends, but it's like he definitely has a switch he can flip and it's too bad that like when he and um Rocky Romero get together, I think it goes really well, you know. It's it's a lot more serious, but I don't I don't he's another one I don't really know what they're doing with him yeah for sure 
So, yeah. So, Jay wins, and then Tony Schiavone interviews the heels on the stage, is what it says. Uh, but Sanjay takes the mic away from him. And once again, poor Tony gets his interview um, stolen by somebody else. Uh, Sanjay says he promised a huge surprise last week, and he delivered with Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is here, which, yikes. Okay. The last outlaw is here. Okay, do you want to tell what happens with Jeff Jarrett? Because I know you're a Jarrett head over there, and one of the few, apparently. Um, I mean, it's just like, it was just a promo to set up the match with Darby and uh, Sting. Okay. Which they, did, they do announce later, so that is official for the pay-per-view. Darby and Sting versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh my. Okay. It's fine. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, but uh-huh. okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, it looks like here, a crew member interrupts Jarrett, and then he gets, uh, he gets chased off with a guitar. So that's Jeff Jarrett. Yes, but nothing, like, he didn't actually get hit with the guitar, so, yeah. He just wackily, like, chases He's- him off. He just kind of like walked him down the ramp. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So after that, it looks like Jungle Boy Jack Perry is interviewed by Renee. And Jungle Boy is here to say that Christian doesn't get to say when the feud is over. And Jungle Boy is only getting started here. He challenges Christian and Luchasaurus on Rampage. Yeah, I think he just like he was just like, "Hey guys, show up so I can yell at you." <laughs> oh, so they're not going to have a match per se. They're just going to not like a he's scream not, he at each other, right? He didn't like challenge to a handicap match or something. Okay, all right, interesting. Um, so after that, John Moxley shows up with William Regal, um, and I guess he cuts like a Moxley promo. There's a lot of stuff going on here. He likes William Regal, even though they had a tough start. Um, Wow. This promo sounds intense. I should see this promo. Um, Yeah. I mean, yes. This. Yeah, there's a lot of chatter. A lot of chatter. On the old internet about how, like, it's coming, like, largely from Dave Meltzer about how. MJF is the best promo this year and you know Moxley's good of course but like MJF is like definitely the best promo like it's not even a contest I think Moxley is so much of a better promo than MJF like and I like MJF's promos a lot but I think Moxley is one of the best promos of all time ever mm-hmm. so and this is just another great one like he's 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 phenomenal and uh I think it's I think it's weird to suggest that MJF is like that far ahead of him. Like, you know, preferences are preferences, but it's, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, objectively, it seems like a wild claim to be like, yeah, Moxley's fine, but MJF is miles above him. I, yeah. Moxley cuts a hell of a promo. Yes, he does. Okay. And then, uh, uh, Claire, thank you. Uh, apparently, we get another video of the Elite and their um, disappearing act videos. So, Still no word on where they are, I guess. 
just disappeared no, from but photos. The, the video, the it was it was an interesting video. It had like a lot of like footage from it was like kind of a timeline basically of the elite. Like had photos from New Japan with like Devitt and wow. with um uh Cody and just like all through the years basically. And then they kept showing like full gear graphics. So it's, it was very much indicating that they're going to be at full gear. Okay. Like one of those telling without telling things. Yep. I appreciate that. I like a hype. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the next match is Jamie Hader versus Sky Blue. And I guess Tony Storm is here in Sky Blue's corner because faces. Um, and of course, I'm not surprised at all to learn that Jamie Hader wins by pinfall with a ripcord lariat. Yeah, I like this match. I felt a little bad for Sky Blue because she was, you know, plucky underdog babyface. But, you know, crowd loves Jamie. So, like, <laughs> she was yeah. just brutalizing her and they were cheering her, <laughs> cheering her on every time. Like, poor, poor Sky Blue couldn't get any sympathy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's rough because I, I have noticed that like the crowd and ja- for Jamie is like they love her they love her like even with Brit they prefer her so that's rough yeah. um but i also wouldn't expect sky blue to win this one necessarily mm-hmm. um it looks like after the match hater uh does some additional beating on sky blue and then tony has to chase her out of the ring which makes sense i mean why else would tony be there um, there's a brief video promo for Brian Cage and Dante Martin and their uh, tournament match on Rampage, which we'll see. And then I guess Lance Archer beating up Ricky Starks in front of Alex Marvez. Yeah. So I don't know what, cause that match was booked for Rampage. And again, I didn't see the spoiler, so I don't know if they actually did it, but it kind of seemed like the kind of angle you would do to take somebody out of a match. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. I wonder if, if one of them is hurt, which when would they've gotten hurt, but weird. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. And then, um, if Starks is out of the tournament, then I guess I'm probably picking Ethan page to win the whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But why? See, now I'm like, why would Ricky Starks be out? Because he was fine. And then what has he been doing? But I guess you never know. We don't watch the internet shows. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully Lance is okay. Honestly. It is the type of angle. I agree. Like you said, that this would be like why a match doesn't happen. Um, So that's interesting. Starks hasn't wrestled since October 13th. He wrestled on Dark in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Let me see, last time Archer wrestled. And I, while you're looking that up, I would assume that Starks is not injured because he got to cut a promo so recently that implied he would be doing things. Yeah. Uh, Archer also, that was the last time he wrestled, so I don't know. 13th. Hmm, okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow what the deal is, if they go through the match or not. Um, but at this point, 
we reached the main event, and it's a it's Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara in a uh, two out of three falls match, which I didn't realize that was what was happening, but interesting. Okay, okay. How was this? Because two out of three falls matches are frequently just an excuse to do like one and then one and then the third is the determining one. Yeah, and even more often you know you do two falls really fast and then you have a long third fall and it's just like well, what was the fucking point of this yep (laughs) i guess i'm asking was it worth it this time or (laughs) i mean it was it was like interesting in that they 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 did a thing where the first fall ended with sammy guevara throwing a chair at brian danielson's head so he got disqualified okay and then he beat on the the head with a microphone like between falls before they restarted. So then when the second fall actually started, he was able to pretty quickly pick Danielson off and get to the second fall. Okay. Because Danielson was already weakened. And then, so then the third fall Danielson kind of had to like fight from underneath the whole time. So it actually worked because it like, while they did do the two quick falls thing, the way they did it, you, you were, you were actually, it, it worked for the story. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was, it was really good. It seems a lot of uh, Claire, you use a lot of like all caps. So <laughs> this seems exciting. Um, <laughs> but it looks like Brian Danielson wins the third and final fall by submission with an arm trap. LaBelle lock winning the overall match. Yeah, it was like he won with like it looked it was like more like more it looked more like the brutalizer than the label lock, so he's got a he's got a wrestle pock soon, I guess. <laughs> oh my. That would be a good one, honestly. Um cool. I mean that sounds that sounds like a good match, even if the first two falls are very quick. It just seems like an exciting, fun match to watch, so Maybe I should watch Dynamite. Maybe I will watch Dynamite. We don't know. Um, I mean, I I don't think you need to watch Dynamite. I think that I think that there are things on Dynamite that, like, let me just let me, let me look at this kind of. Okay, I would say watch the Eight Man Tag because it was a lot of fun to kick things off. I would say watch the MJF and promo that comes right after, and then the, like the short Stokely video that's right after that. I would say watch the Brit and Soraya promo segment. Okay. And I would say watch the Moxley promo. Okay. And then the main event. Okay. So I don't know. There's probably about like an hour of stuff there. 45 minutes maybe, you know. Oh, I made the mistake of scrolling down to the comments. And sorry, wrestling fans, you guys... Some of you be trash. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and it's not about Claire. It's just like some hot takes on the show itself. They are very critical. Mm. Feels like it doesn't deserve that. I didn't watch, but people are angry. You know, Brian Danson has not. He's, he's wrestled Pack once. And it was on a Ring of Honor show in 2007. That's the only time they've had a match. I'd say they're I'd say they're due. That is, wow, yeah. So that's like baby pack. Yeah, seriously. I was trying to do the math on how old he actually would have been. Pretty young, uh, though, right? Because he's 
21. Wow. Okay. Dang. Actually, yes, he would have, he would have lit, it was two days after his 21st birthday. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, we've got to get this freaking like ring of honor archives up somewhere that we can easily access. Cause I, there are so many things I want to see or see again, you know, Tony, what yeah. are you doing? I know. I, I mean, cause in theory, couldn't he just, just like put them up? Presumably. I would love if AEW could get together a, a sort of formal streaming plan. That'd be great. Streaming yeah. service, whatever. Um, and I'm still oh. kind of holding out hope that that's a, that's a thing in the future. You know, I, I just, I forgot something. I did see a Fightful report earlier today, or at least a, like, kind of a recap of it. Let me, let me see what it was. It was, like, something about their, 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 uh, like, TV rights deal. Ooh, okay. And it was, you know, it was usually, Fightful, it's, you know, I like, I like, I like Sean Ross Sapp. I think he's a good reporter, but a lot of it is like, we heard this, like we have this exclusive story and it's like, this person says that, uh, Warner Bros. Discovery likes AEW actually. Oh gosh. <laughs> <you> know, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to find the, the thread where I, where I saw that. Warner Brothers Discovery likes AEW. What a revolution. Yeah. Okay. Well, you you say stuff. Oh, like I'm saying stuff. So. Okay. I'm setting this dynamite. I will say, um, I want a streaming service, and Tony Khan, I will give you money that I currently give to Fight TV if you will give me a streaming service. Um, <sighs> I mean, it would have to be like next day, Dynamite and Rampage, though. Honestly, well, I've been trying to watch Dynamite same day to avoid what happened this weekend where I just, like, lose it. Um, but as long as it wasn't the WWE Network 30 days out, I think, like, I think one day later is fine. In most well, days. yeah, it would have to be because we do this show one day later. <laughs> yes, yes. I would have to watch it in the morning or something. Yeah. Don't tell my work I'm watching wrestling during the day sorry um but i think i could like live with that more so than like we're gonna give you this 30 days out and it's a bananas uh, agreement because who watches the wrestling show 30 days out but okay here's the fightful story and then just this is not the actual text of it it's just kind of bullet points um, okay. As reported by uh, Figure Four Online board member Jacob 2013. Okay. Uh, his bullet points say AEW has additional content plans in the works, which bodes well for their future with Warner Brothers Discovery. A longtime Warner Brothers Discovery employee contacted Fightful to note their excitement over the planned AEW documentary, which is that docuseries they're filming backstage. Um, the same source indicated they'd be shocked if AEW was not offered a renewal and a significant increase on rights fees. Ooh, okay. Uh, 
It was noted that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery have been extremely collaborative and open to input from one another. Shark Week. Oh, yes, Shark Week. <laughs> but a week early. Yeah. Source indicated that 2022 has been a huge rebound year for interest in wrestling across the board, and it came at the perfect time for both AEW and WWE. Okay, so that sounds very positive. Yes, That's... yes. Okay. I th- I don't I don't think it was ever a question if they were going to get an offer. It's just kind of like how big the offer is going to be, you know. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. So anyway, I thought I liked Dynamite. I, I would I would recommend it overall, but I, I really those things I outlined are those are the things that I would like if you're just trying to get out of there, get in and out in like forty five to fifty minutes, that's that's what I would recommend. Okay. I mean those were the highlights for me reading about it. Um Yeah. Cause you know man. I don't want you to have to watch Warjo break up. That would seem feel like that would break your little heart. Ugh, I'm so upset. Like yeah. so upset. But like Wardlow is just a sweet boy now, and and for Samoa Joe to be like a dick about it, it's upsetting. It is upsetting. Together. All right, Megan, I believe that that just kind of uh, leaves it to Elite Beat plug of the week. EBPW. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I don't remember if I went first I last time. I went first but... last time, so this is good. Okay, great. Uh, my plug of the week is <laughs> the film <laughs> Black Adam. <laughs> oh, my. See, I'm I, okay. I did not think when I went to see Black Adam that I would be using it as my elite beat plug of the week. Uh, That is not to say that I loved Black Adam. And that is also not to say that I thought I would hate Black Adam. I just thought it would be kind of like, eh, you know. But I actually think it was pretty successful in introducing a new character that, and it's one of those like introducing a new character things where it's like, nobody knows who Black Adam is, you know? It's like, you have to be like, like into Shazam comics to know who black Adam is, you know, is that the tie in? Like, is yeah. that how we, okay. I have he's no another, idea who black Adam he's is. He's another Shazam guy. Okay. And traditionally he's a Shazam villain. Okay. So anyway, so it's a big, dumb, stupid action movie, but I like it. It's kind of, it kind of has some things to say about colonialism and does it say it well or <laughs> i don't know it's like it's it's hearts in the right place <laughs> you know um i ask with the the shadow of conda forever coming yeah for it and i i'm just wondering how it stacks up i don't know I mean, you know you'll have to be the judge of that we'll we'll watch it when it comes out but uh on on digital but uh yeah you know like rock it's, it's interesting because like i think there are a lot of good performances in it like um um, Aldous Hodge is really good as Hawkman. Like I love Hawkman now. I'm like, whoa, we need like a Hawkman movie. I think um, Aldous Hodge is like low key, like one of those like like secretly 
amazing people, like actors. Yeah, yeah, he was really good in this. Pierce Brosnan was freaking awesome in this. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just like there were like there was some really good stuff in here, and uh, and you know, The Rock was. <sighs> this is so weird to even start your sentence like that. He. He's playing a man out of time because, you know, spoiler alert. And this is, this is happens in like the first, like, you know, 15 minutes of the movie. So it's not that much of a spoiler, but he is from 5,000 years in the past and something happens and he gets like resurrected or reawoken after 5,000 years. So it's, it's a lot of kind of like fish out of water stuff. But he's very stoic, and he's only really in that mode for most of the movie, and it's it it doesn't give him a ton to do. Hmm. But I think now that he's like he's here, he's in the DCU. Next time around, assuming there's another Black Adam thing, um, he can maybe be a little looser with it because his character will have already done the fish out of water thing. Okay. Yeah, I my only thought with that is like. I remember watching him in Jumanji. And he was a fish out of water there in a different way, but in a way, and he did so well with it and it was so entertaining. I mean, yes, yes. But I mean, okay. well, I'll just say right now, Jumanji is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle is a better film than Black Adam. So. Oh shit! Okay, well, I, mean, I don't think that's a hot take. I think people, I think people, you know, that franchise is really popular. Oh, Jumanji rules! Like I, I loved it more than I ever thought I would. So, yeah. fair enough. Okay, I, I having literally no knowledge of Black Adam going into that movie, um, I did not know what to expect. I did not realize he was in the universe, um, because of being related to Shazam in any way. So. I'm still going in with interest, but it is kind of, it's weird to hear like a rock, a rock movie where like, you don't seem to be praising the rock, (laughs) you know, like, like you mentioned other people uh, with their good performances. And then you said, and then the rock, like sort of. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the least interesting part of the movie. That is not what you want to hear about a rock movie. That's no. wild. Well, it is not what you want to hear about, like, a superhero movie where, like, you know, when you're talking about the superhero. <laughs> it's true. Yes. There are, there are many angles to this, but, man, okay. Yet, I still liked it. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. Like, I'm interested. I'm still going to watch this movie. You have not deterred me in any way, whether that was your intent or not. Um, no, it's absolutely just, not. It's just very interesting to hear um and i i have no idea how this movie is doing critically or like with audiences bad critically really good with audiences okay that's kind of where i would expect it to live you coming in for your hug (laughs) is that your plug of the week hi jenny we're doing the plugs of the week like adam honey i felt like the director asked the rock to be less rock and then the rock only has two speeds of like the rock <laughs> or nothing yeah 
And I... The Rock or A-Rock. Yeah, <laughs> The Rock or A-Rock. I like that. Um, I think it would have been better if he had just been The Rock. Because he didn't have any charisma, and that's, like, his whole thing. He's not a great actor, but he's got a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. But when you are just a rock, you don't have the charisma, so... It's true. That's one of the tough things about just being a rock. <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay, rock good. A that's rock. a good review. Thanks. All right, Megan, how about you? Give us your Elite Beat plug of the week. My Elite Beat plug of the week this week is um, the AMC series Interview with a Vampire. Um, oh, did you start watching it? I did start watching it. It's... Is that the first time you've used my AMC Plus subscription? <laughs> no, I just put it... I. I watched it in a way. What service is it on overseas where you live? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just AMC.com, but I know some people with a cable subscription. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's on AMC Plus if you want to watch it without ads. Oh, I might do that. Um, Because frankly, you get the same freaking ad. And here's my gripe, AMC. My gripe, the Elite Beat gripe of the week is um, (laughs) don't show a commercial for the program I'm currently watching. Because <laughs> it's weird. not effective. It's a waste of time. Do you get it's spoilers true. too? Do I get what? Spoilers with the commercial. No, but I'm just kind of like, why are you, like, I'm sold on this show already. You don't need to, you don't need to sell me on it again. AMC, you have other shows, but they really like to, to pop in a, an ad for the show I'm watching. And I think that's dumb. And they don't have variety, Jenny. You just get the same set of ads over and over again. So it's it's that part sucks. But uh, I'm two episodes in, and I really freaking love it. And um, I don't know if you know me, listeners, but I was sold at Gay Vampires. <laughs> All right. Give it to me. Uh, and for those, uh, for Jenny and Andy specifically, the the man who plays Lestat. The charming, super hot, like, also, like, terribly evil and messed up vampire. He is played by the man who is in Belle, who uh, is her love interest. Yeah. Guys, let it blow your mind. (laughs) Andy's about to quote. (laughs) I never knew much about my mother, only the color of her skin. Then at least you knew she was beautiful. Yes, uh, the actor's name is Sam Reed, and perhaps it, when he played in Bell, he was tad new to it. Um, he's very good in an interview with the vampire, though. It's about everything. <laughs> As Andy is quoting um, Bell the movie, uh, he's a bit intense and perhaps overdramatic in that role. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he he's Lestat. Uh, he, you know what? He got me. He's he's a bit of a hottie. Do you like it more than the movie? Um, it's hard to compare because the last time I watched the movie was probably ten years ago. Okay. Um, sounds like we need to watch the movie. I would love to watch the movie, honestly. Uh, as far as I know, if uh, translation-wise, Tom Cruise is Lestat in that movie. Brad Pitt is Louis. Yep. In the series, Louis is played um, by a, he's a black man who is a um, uh, brothel owner 
in New Orleans in like the really early times. There's gas lamps. <laughs> I don't know what year it is. Your <laughs> the times of your. Um, so yeah, I would love to compare it, compare and contrast. But uh, so far, the AMC series. I mean, if you're not into gay vampires, like episode one, you see that you see some ass, and uh, I love it. Sounds tremendous. That's uh, that's interview with the vampire, which I will say. And Jenny, uh, do you, would you like to uh, do an elite beat plug of the week? Yeah, I'm sorry. She's like yeah. raising her hand over there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Speak into the mic. We watched uh, Jenny Nicholson's oh. new video this week called Evermore. Yeah. It's about a failing theme park that's built off of like, what, role play-ish? Like, like. Character cosplay? High, like high fantasy kind of, yeah. Was yeah. Evermore a video game? Am I wrong about that? Uh, no, but if it was, Ever they probably close. tried to sue them like they tried to sue Taylor Swift. What? Yeah, watch the video. Okay. It's three hours and 48 minutes long, but you should still watch. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was quite Hot interesting damn. and entertaining. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it on the background while I work tomorrow. You should. It's great. Jay Nicholson is the best YouTuber, I think. Not as funny as when she reviewed all the porgs. No. Or when she went to go pick up the, like... The giant porg. Legit, like, her size, human-sized porg. Right, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a good shout, Jenny. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So, let me see. That is uh, Black Adam in theaters Mm -hmm. now. That is Interview with the Vampire, uh, streaming on AMC Plus, and apparently AMC.com. Mm-hmm. But you need a cable login, right, to do it, to do. watch it. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, Evermore, the Jenny Nicholson uh, YouTube video, which is on YouTube. So. It also, just it sounds like a. Uh, I used to listen to a metal band called Nevermore. Do they have like a bunch of like Edgar Allan Poe songs? No, they're pretty cool though. <laughs> okay, I believe Low-key you. Low key reco for that. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll listen to a little Nevermore while I go to sleep tonight. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's all from here. We will be back next week with uh, pay-per-view predictions. How exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, we only get to do it like four times a year, although I think I guess five times this year because of uh, Forbidden Door. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we will talk to you next week. Until then, I'm Andy. That's Megan. This has been the Elite Beat. E, Elite Beat. E, Elite Beat.